0: Live
1: from the huntington hilltop coming to you from the last homeless free zone, in orange county in the morning nathan
0: penetration in the morning brian black buy anything new or did your oh yeah your graphics card
1: yeah would you sp- i spent my trump bucks on a uh gtx 2070 has been an excellent purchase so far yeah that's a good buy I'm uh, in frame rate heaven right now with every game I play.
0: What was the biggest improvement?
1: Um, Doom. Which game? Doom, okay. Doom, by far. Doom, I haven't dropped below 100 FPS yet. And that's even with streaming in 1080p.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's really impressive. Yeah, I watched your stream and it looked really good.
1: Yeah, so I've been playing that. I've been playing the new Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Uh run that maxed out with ray tracing. I haven't turned on the metrics for that, so I don't know what kind of FPS I'm getting, but it's I'm pretty sure it's at least a hundred because I can turn on a dime without any slowdown. It I've actually noticed my I've played better. Like, my skill has
0: increased with this new card. Oh, speaking of games, I canceled Apple Arcade. Yeah, I
1: canceled mine after the free trial was up. I didn't see the value.
0: Yeah, they sent me a survey, and I realized I haven't touched this thing. And then I started looking into who the developers were, and it's like these weird game, they're not even game studios. It's like these companies that uh, I think they just hire contractors to produce all of this shit just to see if it just to, you know, throw it and see if it sticks to the wall. If any of that stuff takes off, like there's this game called uh, shock rods, which is mildly popular, like very little popularity on Apple arcade, but more so than most of the other games. There's other, there's games that are like clearly well-made and at the top of the list and promoted all the time and it's well-deserved, but then there's shock rods. This game is some type of like third person shooter where you run around and you shoot and there's momentum behind your motions and you slide around, but then they skinned what your player would be as a car, but the wheels do nothing. You can move horizontally, Nate your wheels are facing forward. You can slide your car. Just goes sideways. The wheels spin forward. You can go backwards. The wheels spin forward or they'll spin forward and you're going sideways. It doesn't make any sense. Sounds like a really shitty version of either vigilante eight or twisted metal. That's what it's like. It's like somebody built whatever that, uh, that gameplay model is. It's basically like tag or a first person shooter, or no third person like over the shoulder shooter arena type of thing. But then they thought, Oh, well cars will sell. So we'll just skin them as cars. But the bot, like the models of the, the car don't go the direction that you're heading. They can go yeah, the opposite direction that you're facing.
1: It's just a half ass. Uh, they just dropped they a skin be.
0: into a game framework. That was a type of shooter. And they just threw skins into it They look like cars. It's so weird. And then the other content that's on Apple Arcade is uh, these, like, uh, what do they call themselves? They use euphemistic, oh, yes, social impact games. That's what they call themselves. So that's the kind of stuff that gets on Apple Arcade. mm, Lovely.
1: Sounds like it's totally worth the $5 a month for that. You notice that none of the developers for those games are like, uh, they're all indie. I think there was maybe one game. It was like this game where you play as a, uh, it's like you're a, what do you call them? Like uh, you're in a giant uh, underwater suit, like this giant suit that you wear. And it's like a platformer. Yeah, that, that was developed by Capcom. So you see the quality there. Like, there is some console, like, some quality that you would get, like, from a console game. Yeah, there's... Like, playing that?
0: Rayman. Uh, yeah, Rayman. Sneaky Sasquatch is a fantastic game. That's on there. Froggers, that's on there. I mean, it's it's still a good quality game. The ones that say that they're popular are the ones that uh, that are promoted are really good, but then there's these weird developers that they put into this system that are like scamming Apple's subscription model, trying to get paid and just turning out churning out shit. It only takes one surprising. successful game. For their subscription platform, but they can subsidize everything with the subscription model. It's weird. I don't like it. So I'm done with it. Uh, I got something new. Changing topics. Yeah. The HP Enterprise microserver. I have it in front of me now. Yeah. I have to put that project on hold, though, because. Drives over fourteen terabytes use shielded magnetic recording or something like that. SMR. Yeah, SMR, yeah. No, I have to look it up. I'm not certain. Yep. Right. Shingled magnetic recording. And it's really slow. So I need to get fourteen terabyte drives instead of these sixteen terabyte drives that I have. And so what, I'll are you can return the sixteens? Um, uh, Well, I have one, right? I've had one right now. The 16, the other 16 I was going to order is just canceled. Um, I've had my other 16 for too long. I'll just keep that around as an archive. Um, I'll just do a basic mirror for now and then someday swap, uh, drop another two drives in there. I think the roadmap for most of these hard drive manufacturers is to go to... I think it was thirty terabytes in the next like five years, using techniques like shingled magnetic recording. What's the uh, other technology, the the better one? There's a microwave assisted or enhanced or something recording technology. There's also a laser one. I think that's heat assisted. Magnetic recording? Hammer? Hmm. I'm not looking at the names right now. No, I'm interested though. Heat assisted magnetic recording. Yeah. Microwave. Mammer. Microwave assisted magnetic recording. And so that's the better technology. I don't know if those are any better. I haven't researched any of this. I just know I have to stay away from SMR. Stick with a standard perpendicular magnetic recording. That's how we're used to hard drives working. You're just flipping bits, positive and negative, across the disk, and then I can have some pretty high perform for hard drives. I can have have uh, some relatively high performance spinning rust, and then maybe I'll put um, in one of the PCI Express slots one of those. NVMe uh, card slots and then Mm -hmm. a 10 gigabit NIC. So I can use the NVMe as a read or write cache. Probably read. And then I can have some nice uh, 10 gigabit transfers.
1: So exciting. You didn't know about this before you ordered that machine.
0: About, uh, SMR. Yeah. Uh, well, it's independent of the machine it has to do with the hard drive technology.
1: No, but what I meant is like, why would you order the machine? If you knew you can populate it with drives right off the bat.
0: Uh, I didn't, I found out about SMR as I was buying my second drive, Uh okay. drives for that, the server I already ordered the server's cheap. It's like 300 bucks. Yeah. It's got a six-core, maybe, no, four-core AMD. I don't, it might have been an Epic. I don't know off the top of my head. It's got, um, it's like one of those APUs. It's got six graphics cores or something. And then, strangely, it has two display ports out. So... I guess people would use it as a media center and use it for maybe like video decoding. It's kind of the, the type of processor, I guess, that would be in one of those high-end synologies. That's what you Ply- should get.
1: Yeah. If you're using Plex, you only need a uh, 2000 thread writing on Passmark for a single core.
0: Yeah, you're going to want more than that. So if you get one of those synologies, it'll all be built in. It's all a push button, turn key. The
1: the transcoding for 1080p is dependent on individual cores. So if you've got a quad-core processor and the individual core rating is 2000, you could theoretically do four 1080p streams simultaneously from that processor. Theoretically. So i'm not going to be doing more than probably two ever from that box unless i share out my Plex, you know my credentials with you guys or give you guest accounts and then you want to use my plex server to transcode over the internet to your machine then maybe i'll hit the maybe i'll max out the cpu if i do that but I'm just going to repurpose one of these old laptops I've got laying around. Got quad-core i5s in them. It's more than enough. And it's only a
0: 45-watt TDP. With gigabit internet, I wonder, depending on your scenario, I know you wouldn't want to do this on an Apple TV, but I think on a computer you might rather than signing in to Plex and doing all that shit, you might be better off just downloading the movie file and playing it in VLC.
1: Or I could do a, what was that app that was on Apple TV that you have to pay for now?
0: Uh, Infuse. Yeah. Infuse. And every new release, they charge money.
1: Well, they do encode. How that works is they do the encoding locally on the Apple TV. Decoding. I'm sorry. Yeah. Decoding. Yeah. Decoding. So, you can have a file? So, no, you have like this network storage somewhere, and then you just access that network storage, and then. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It has all the codec support. It just pulls the raw file and plays it back in its native format. Right. So I could just go that route. Yeah, if there's enough horsepower in the Apple TV, that would work really well. The 4K one should definitely have enough. Yeah, that thing's pretty nice. You can really tell the 1080p one's just a little bit slow.
1: Yeah. Supposedly they're coming out with a new Apple TV this year. I don't know if you saw the reports on that. Yeah,
0: I wonder what they'd do different. It'd be nice if they Probably made a screen. faster...
1: It's probably got faster guts. I doubt it's going to be 8K. It's probably going to be 4K because there's no 8K content. So it'll probably be another 4K model just faster.
0: What if they came out with an 8K screen? Doesn't matter. There's no 8K content. Well, they would deliver it.
1: I guess. Are I, you going to even notice, though? Like, no, probably between... not.
0: 4K looks really good on an 85-inch screen.
1: Yeah. Most TVs now, you don't even need, Really, if you think about it, you don't even need 4K because most TVs now, they have processors built into the TV that will take a 1080p signal and upsample it to match the native resolution. Like, I've noticed when I watch 1080p content on my 4K TV, it looks very similar to 4K.
0: Yeah, you're only talking double the width and double the height in terms of resolution. Yeah, so the T V is doing a lot of the work for you already. You can't get 4K resolution. You can't resolve details out of an image that that aren't already there.
1: No, but if you're but if you're if you're sitting like fifteen feet away or ten at least ten feet away from the screen. It's not like a computer monitor. You're, you're not able to really see. I agree. It's, it, so if it's being upsampled, even if it's interpolated, which it probably is, if they're upsampling from 1080 to a 4K resolution, which pretty much all modern 4K TVs do, then you're not going to be, be able to tell the difference. If you're sitting that far away. I can't tell.
0: So, Uh, I don't know. I'd have to see the conditions. You need a pretty big screen to see the detail in 4K.
1: Yeah,
0: my TV's a 50
1: inch. It's five years old. I can't, I really, if I'm sitting 10 or more feet away, I really can't see the difference between watching something that was broadcast in 1080 versus something that is in 4K. Like, if I'm on Amazon and I'm watching a 4K video of a TV show, or an Amazon original series I really can't tell the difference between that and the 1080p stream that I've got through YouTube TV because it's being upsampled anyway from YouTube TV and I'm sitting far far enough away that it's I'm not seeing any compression artifacts or anything like that
0: shit what was i going to say But you need a bigger screen. That wasn't what I was gonna say though.
1: Bigger than fifty?
0: Uh yeah oh yeah. I think so. Cause I think I'm looking no, I look at a 40 inch screen and it might be ten eighty. I don't know. But my eyes aren't what they used to be. So I would need a pretty big screen to see the detail in four K. And really, uh I sit in front of a five K screen. And at work, I sit in front of a... So I go from 200 DPI at home to 100 at my desk at work. And even though I'm wearing glasses that I've slightly... Minds have changed slightly since then. I don't really notice the difference that much. It's not that big of a deal. The time that I miss having that retina, that high DPI screen is when there's something small on the screen and I lean forward to kind of take a look and see what what's there. Mm-hmm. The 5k screen, it's like a piece of paper. You can get real close to it and see the little tiny de- details in a photo. And I can't do that on a normal screen, but for just staring at text all day, I'm fine with a normal resolution screen. So if you had a 4k 50 inch screen, yeah, those pixels are way too small. The thing I wanted to say was that uh, I hope that the next Apple TV ends up being an actual TV from Apple because all of these companies have these alternative ways, like Samsung, of making money when you connect your, your TV to the internet. They scan, they actually sample what you're looking at and try to identify the shows or the content that you're looking at, and they can actually OCR the text So if you ever presented something on a TV at work, that TV could potentially be OCRing the text and sending off the transcript to some ad server. Okay. Or even samples of the image. So the next time I go to your place, I'm going to make sure uh, your TV is connected to the internet. And I'm going to play lots of really weird porn. <laughs> so your TV will start. It's already that.
1: connected to the Internet. It does updates in the middle of the night. I'll, I'll be laying down. It'll be like 1 30 a.m. And then all of a sudden my TV turns itself on. And the reason I know it's turning itself on is because I have an LED light strip. Uh, that's plugged into the USB port on it and the LED light strip will light up for like ten
0: seconds and then it'll shut off. It's waking up profiling all the devices on your network in the middle of the night. Going, hey, Nate, are you awake? Okay, I'll come back later. (laughs) (laughs) And then it tries again later on. It just phones home the names of all your devices on your network. Well, it's the... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking of devices, phoning home. I bought an HP printer. (laughs) And... uh, The HP stands for hopelessly pathetic. I -hmm. have boxed it up and I'm trying to return it, but UPS is useless. And two, I've canceled the return and started it again. It's a pickup, a UPS pickup. They're supposed to come and pick it up, and they keep claiming that they left a note saying that they missed me, but they never show up. they been fucking up up a lot lately. UPS been fucking up a lot. I'm in the hilltop watchtower. I'm I'm locked down. I'm quarantined. They don't even make an attempt. They don't show up. What, so I'm just going to keep canceling and doing the return again, hoping that Amazon keeps paying the bill. What possessed you to buy a
1: uh,
0: an HP printer? Uh, I know it. I know that the uh, printing on Linux works out of the box generally. As far as I know, it's always worked. Uh, and I know it works just natively in the Mac. It's not like my Canon where it worked out of the box, but to get certain, I guess that would be no matter what to get certain, like high quality printer functions. You want to define the, the weight of the paper and stuff. You got to install a driver for that. Um, but I wouldn't install HP drivers because that's like giving yourself AIDS. Oh, totally. Their driver suite is such garbage. It's 400 megabytes. Yeah. So you go to their website and you click through this columnar uh, uh, device selection tool, and then you get this the supposedly unique driver for your your printer, not for the other printer. You don't want that printer driver. You want this one. So you pick from the uh, like forty different driver types. If you're on Windows, you're fucked because you got to pick like between IPS, ESP, GPS bbq rpg i don't know what the fucking acronyms are they're all separate little uh driver bundles and Mm -hmm. then when you finally get it installed that printer driver was 400 megabytes what was in that it's all the graphics overlay and shit that that you click next through it's probably all the metrics and analytics that they have running profiling your porn habits it could be
1: yeah it
0: their drivers are horrible. So I bought a brother printer at four times the price or five times the price because you recommended it. I bought it purely based on your recommendation and the fact that I did some brief Googling and saw that they have native Linux drivers. Great. So that means there's probably kernel support built out built in to the box. Um, uh, native Mac OS support for everything. I don't need to install any drivers and give myself aids. And it looks like they're in Canada. Another uh, Japanese. I, uh, what is this? What is this sticker on the side of my printer.
1: They might have a can- Canadian uh, distribution center, but they're definitely Japanese.
0: What the fuck is that? It says questions and there's a little Canadian flag. Did they ship me some like... No,
1: they might have shipped you a Canadian unit. Like, Canadian from Canada. printer? Yeah. It's weird. It's Amazon, so who knows? But yeah, brother printers are solid. They, they just work.
0: It's a fantastic and they, product
1: and they last and they're, they're actually intuitive. Like it's, it's pretty easy to navigate the web web interface. Yep. Um,
0: that password input is super sketchy.
1: It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: a single input. It's not a username. It just says log in and we it's start like typing
1: an it, and it passes the password, right? The default. Yeah. Yeah yeah you got to change that as soon I, as you set it up
0: the first thing that it prompted me to do was connect to the internet and check for driver or uh, firmware updates automatically
1: yeah did you install the control center software or no or you're just you're just doing the, Are you kidding the... Me?
0: i turn off every single printing service the only well, thing this printer can do is airprint the if nice you can't thing about print, that control yourself.
1: the nice thing about that control center software though and it, where it has a leg up above all the other shitty printer manufacturers that supply their own software, you can do scanning directly from your machine. You don't have to touch the scanner. So what you can do... Yeah, it, that's
0: what it's supposed to be.
1: So you did install it then, because
0: how else, How are you no. scanning that? I own a Mac, man. It's, just, it's been in here for like 20 years. You just open up the uh, printer thing i just go and hit open scanner it's just part of image capture
1: oh uh, okay well yeah the and, Windows uh, scan
0: utility is garbage so it's been it's always been here so you just open up that and then i can pick between flatbed or but that's the automatic that, document feeder
1: is that through airprint or bonjour or
0: what it's part of the ipp internet printing protocol thing i think that's what quote-unquote airprint is it's a, i think airprint is I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass. I think it's IPP, Internet Printing Protocol, okay. with Bonjour for auto-discovery, which is just also known as ZeroConf.
1: Well, Bonjour became AirPrint, basically.
0: No, Bonjour is just a discovery protocol. It's just ZeroConf. Yeah, but... AirPrint, the protocol, I think, is IPP. But okay, You can so get IPP you... support all over the place. Okay, but need if you had... Old...
1: If you had a printer, let's say, from, like, five or six years ago, Bonjour still existed then, but you couldn't print to it. You couldn't...
0: That, you're, you're, it's just you're, for discovery. It's just a technology used for discovery. Well, what's the point of that, then? If you,
1: if you still have it's, to install no a driver, setup. then...
0: You don't have to... No. You don't have to install anything. IPP is a If standard. it's for
1: discovery, how do you print to it if it's not
0: AirPrint? Discovery is so you don't have to enter an IP address. I see. So, okay. That's why you don't have to set up the printer. You just go, "Oh, there's a printer, print to this one, and then i p p just then you would still have to install the the drivers shop. no, if you use i p p that's driverless printing
1: okay, well, maybe results may vary because i've every Mac that I've tried to set up to print directly to, meaning circumventing AirPrint, I've had to install drivers.
0: You should be using AirPrint. Because you should. What you'll you you should not be using anything find, but IPP.
1: Okay, but here's the thing, though. What you'll find is that in I don't know about I don't know if this applies to Brother printers, but it does apply to Canon printers for sure. If you're, let's say, you go into the print dialog settings and you want to set sp- like granular things, like um, you want to change the DPI scaling, or you want yeah. to change—that's what uh, I was saying earlier—to So to print to default. If you need Only to black be able and, to, and white, then you have to install the drivers for that. Yes,
0: there's no okay. support for that in IPP. It's not but, universal.
1: But with AirPlay, though, from an iPhone, you can specify that stuff. I don't know if uh, it's the same from a
0: Mac. Well then, well IPP is IPP, so it's going to be the same on a Mac.
1: Because how else would you? Because spe- you're not going to install drivers on an iPhone. So
0: how they else would you? IPP. use The whole point of IPP no. is there's no drivers. No, but you're
1: but when you're printing from an iPhone, you're always using AirPrint. That is IPP. Okay.
0: Let's consult the book knowledge.
1: I settle this. That to me doesn't sound... Because if, if AirPrint... Okay, because what you're saying is... I'm saying if you're printing from an iPhone via AirPrint and you're specifying what the DPI settings are and whether it's monochrome or color...
0: Okay, here we go. IPP... Then that, but is hold on, the basis for AirPrint. So, okay, driverless printing.
1: But then why? Okay, so if that's if that's the case, then why can from AirPrint on an iPhone I can choose monochrome or color and choose DPI scaling settings, but when I'm on a Mac and I want to do the same thing, I can't if I'm doing doing it over AirPrint. And I, on the Mac, I have to install the drivers to be able to control that stuff. But Whatever on the iPhone, I
0: don't. Options you have on uh, the iPhone they will very likely be available on the Mac and you just don't know where you're looking okay I can scan too it's part of IPP
1: I'm gonna confirm that tomorrow cause I'm gonna I'm gonna I have some furniture I gotta work on
0: tomorrow so but... I pick my document feeder I can put a whole stack of shit in there push a button and walk away go take a dump come back it's all done Sitting as a PDF on my desktop. Fantastic product. All driverless. Thanks to IPP. Let me just confirm the scanner part. Yes. Also part of scanning. And then there's this weird Mopria Alliance thing. Mopria, Mopria.
1: The other nice thing about Brother printers is they're so simplistic in their design that you could actually work on them yourself if you want to. If you're uh, masochistic enough that you didn't want to color a printer repair tech and like wanted to work on it yourself. No, I'm buying a new one the
0: moment it has a problem.
1: Yeah, they're they're very um, utilitarian. They're they're just they just work. They're like appliances. Turn them on, plug them in, they work. That's why we use them. That's why we we recommend them. We set up a lot of our clients with them. And they're cheap enough that if they break, you just buy a new one.
0: Yeah, I don't know how much I spent on this.
1: 300 bucks is cheap for a uh,
0: color laser multifunction. That's as cheap as it gets. But I wanted the duplex stuff that you were talking about. So I think it was 400 yeah. ish Still cheap. Yeah.
1: And they support their products. They release firmware updates for their shit like ten almost ten years after they've been around. Like Yeah. They're like it's a hundred come true. They're like a hundred and twenty year old company. So they what? they yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think they I think Brother was founded in like the eighteen eighties. Or 1890s? What country is it from? Japan.
0: Is HP the only US. No, Xerox, maybe. US printing company? Printer manufacturer. there's,
1: There's some other shitty ones too like Lexmark and uh, Epson. And actually, no, I think Epson is Japanese too. All right. Yeah, Brother, Brother Technologies, uh, 1908. Never mind, 112 years ago.
0: We've been talking about uh, shitty technology for too long. How about that Logitech trackpad and keyboard combo that you just bought? Is that any good? Because it looks like a special education device. It's enormous. It's great. It's a great product. It's a great product. I love it. Is it weird having that, a trackpad? No. It Is works it totally, really well. Okay. That sounds it, cool. You said it was glass, right?
1: Yeah. It's very well designed. Um, there are some weird little things that I've noticed that maybe they'll fix with firmware. Um, the If you're trying to use an apostrophe, it doesn't work. <laughs> Talking emails, uh, responding to messages in iMessage... Apostrophe does not work. So I'm reliant on autocorrect to have apostrophes It's weird though because the same key if I hold shift and use the same key then you get quotations that works It's just apostrophe doesn't work So the key is fine the key works. It's something in iOS That doesn't recognize the input or it's something with the keyboard or it doesn't recognize the input Also, the uh, the double tap thing, like the uh, two finger tap, uh, it works sometimes and then other times it doesn't. But if I, so there's the uh, uh, tap touch. That's kind of generally how I use it. Um, the, uh, I'm not using the right terminology, but like tap to click, I guess that's the right term for it um
0: like on a windows machine
1: yeah like tap like instead of pressing the clicking in on the yeah. uh the trackpad the tap to click it works for the most part but there's some apps that i use and ipad os where it doesn't like it doesn't recognize it that's kind of annoying um i think that's more of a problem with the apps themselves than an iPad OS issue. But other than that, it's been solid. I've been using it every day since I've gotten it. Huge improvement from using a mouse. Mouse support is garbage in iPad OS. Like actual mouse? Yeah. Like a Bluetooth mouse. Yeah. It's horrible. Like the scrolling, there's no momentum in the scrolling. It's like the static scrolling and it, doesn't react immediately like there's a delay so you're constantly scrolling and it's like panning down every like other scroll that you move like every other movement it's really shitty and i've duplicated that issue with two different bluetooth mouses
0: yeah there's no momentum when you use a normal mouse on one on mac os
1: no, but it's it's not even the it's not even that there's no momentum. It's just it, the tracking isn't right with it. And I and it wasn't that way originally because I was using iPad OS when they first had mouse support, where you had to uh, enable it through Assistive Touch, and it worked fine. Like it it was slow, like scrolling was slow, but it still worked. Like it was matching your movement, like your your the. The stuttering movement, you know, with scrolling a mouse, you know, where it's like not, there's no momentum. It's just, it's just kind of like every click on the scroll while you move down, like it it would pan the page down a little bit. Now on the on the new iPad OS update, it doesn't even pick it up right. It's like you have to scroll over and over again just to get it to pick up. Like every few scrolls, it's really shitty. Does it
0: have momentum? Like you need to if you scroll slowly, it does like one pixel. No, it's, oh.
1: no, it, it doesn't. It's not adaptive at
0: all. It's 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 just shit. Because on macOS, when you scroll slowly, it does little tiny jumps, and then if I do that same exact distance of scrolling fast, I could practically hit the top or the bottom of the page. There's acceleration behind it, but there's no momentum. It's it doesn't one notch on your uh, ratcheting mouse doesn't equal a unit of distance like it does on Windows. It's different. So I use the trackpad a lot. I just use the mouse to play games.
1: Have you used your your Apple trackpad with iPadOS yet? No. Because that should work pretty well.
0: Yeah. I should try that. I actually use it all the time on my Mac, though. Having all those gestures is really nice. I just can't use it when I play games. Yeah. Do you like Tannenberg? That World War One game?
1: Yeah, it's pretty fun. Doesn't have any players, but it's fun.
0: I think they fill up one server every day.
1: Hmm maybe i don't ever see more than 50 people online when we played
0: yeah i don't know what it's like in the other regions but i think there's like a regular 50 players that play in that big arena we should play that we should play that right now let's go
1: yeah i'm uh, i'm down to play um after you're done I, doing
0: whatever well i told some of the people i was gonna play call of duty but well, well they don't realize that tandenberg's a better game I just have to teach <laughs> i kind of want to
1: play tandenberg this see how it runs down mighty do
0: video card too oh, it'll be really good yeah all right bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions bringyourwallet.com slash donate to support the show and share the show is your website ready to go
1: Still working on it, and I have to make those DNS changes that uh, you messaged me about the other day. You got to get a good picture of Alan's mom. Yeah, and you get a really grotesque, (laughs) morbidly obese woman. (laughs) See you next week. Sayonara.